Hi everyone and welcome back to the Lash Tribe show. My name is Julia Mann and I'm the owner and founder of Lash Tribe. We help create successful and fully booked lash artists all over the world with the help of our online and in-person training programs. And in today's episode, I am talking to Peace Mitchell, owner and founder of the Oz Mumpreneur Awards, as well as the Australian Women's Business School. In this podcast, we're diving deep into what it means to overcome your fears and why the imposter syndrome is something that so many women struggle with and what daily practices we can have to really help counteract that. We also talk about the importance of community support and how amazing it is to actually join forces with other people and do some joint ventures. I can't wait for you to see and hear this episode because it's a very different one that I've never done before outside of the lash industry. I hope you enjoy. We started out, I think we had a thousand members in our first year. We now have 50,000 women in our community. Crazy. I should have been able to do it, but my fear got in the way. Other 97% of venture capital funding goes to men. So men, even though they might have a very mediocre and like not very good idea, they are 97% more likely to get funding anyhow, even over a woman who has a brilliant idea simply because of the gender. And I believe that investing in women is the number one way to change the world. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's so good to be chatting with you. Um, Yes, it's amazing because I have not spoken to anyone that is not in our little bubble of our lash industry or in the beauty industry. So I'm excited to have you on the show. So I know that the viewers and listeners are going to get so many great ideas and gold nuggets from you because you are so passionate about helping women especially mums in business as well, to succeed with networking and mindset and things like that. So in case people don't know who you are, even though I've introduced you obviously a little bit beforehand, tell me a little bit about how your business, especially the Yours Mumpreneur Awards and your network of women that you now have, how did it all start and how did it evolve over the last few years? Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, my sister and I co-founded Ozmumpreneur in 2009. Before that, we both had our own businesses. So I had a business making hand-embroidered bikinis and she had a business designing designer strollers with uh, custom-made fabrics. And both of our businesses failed because we were on our own. We were trying to do everything ourselves and we didn't have connections to people around us who could help us. There was no one to ask for advice or support. We had no mentors and we didn't have a community of business owners around us who understood what we were going through and could help us to get take those steps forward that we needed to. And so we got together and we realised that the problems that we were facing with this lack of connection was something that women all over Australia were experiencing as well. And at that time, back then in 2009, which is more than 10 years ago now, we we didn't have access to the internet in the same way that we do now. So Facebook wasn't really a thing. Instagram hadn't been invented yet. There was Twitter, but it was very, very, um, very niche and it hadn't gone mainstream yet. And so there weren't the online spaces to connect 
with other women. And we knew that there were other mums in business out there. But in our little town, we were in Innisfail in far north Queensland, a town with a population of 8,000. There really weren't other mums in business working from home in the online space at all at that time. And so we came up with this idea for an incredible online community of women and a place where you could share your challenges and your wins, a place where you could feel welcome and included and supported and a place where you could find the connections that you need to succeed. So for example, if you needed an accountant or a graphic designer or the contact for the buying agent at Walmart or Harrods, the chances were someone would know someone who could help you. And that's really how it all began. Our lack of connection and realising that that was a real problem for business owners, that was where it began. And it's just grown exponentially since then. We started out, I think we had 1,000 members in our first year. We now have 50,000 women in our community, uh, which is six times the population of Innisfail. It's quite incredible how big our community really is yeah. and how many women we've helped over the years. So we run the Oz Mompreneur Awards, of course, which you were one of our winners this year. And we're so proud of, of the Oz Mompreneur Awards. And it's the part it plays in really providing recognition for mums in business, because often mums in business, and back then when we started in particular, the stereotype was that, you know, mums running businesses, it's just a hobby. It's not a real business. They're not serious about it. They've got their kids at home. So they they're just playing around and wasting time. And we wanted to smash that stereotype because it simply isn't true. We've got women who have multi-million dollar businesses. They've built global empires. They're expanding into international markets and scaling up and providing employment for so many people and contributing billions of dollars to the Australian economy. And so that's why I'm so passionate about the Ozmopreneur Awards and recognizing these incredible unsung heroes who are out there doing it and bringing their ideas to life and and employing other people and contributing money to the economy and supporting their families and all of the things these women are doing. So that's the award. Yeah, um, as well as that, in 2016, we launched the Women's Business School and we recognised that there was a real need for dedicated business education for women. And it had to be, it had to be time efficient and streamlined because Mums don't have the time. They don't have 20 hours a week to dedicate to study and on top of that run a business and on top of that manage kids. So the business school's been designed to be really time efficient, really flexible and enable women to connect to the connections they need and get the business education they need, but also work on their personal development, their confidence, overcoming fears and all of those things. And we've had 400 graduates through the program now and yeah, I'm just so excited to see the potential for all of those women who gone through the course and what they're doing now with their business. It's very inspiring. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of people, especially now, and not just in Australia, but all over the world, are really struggling with is to try and step through that fear. What are some of the tips that you have given um, business owners in the past, especially through times like these, because we are in a little bit of a doozy at the moment with 2020. It, for a lot of business owners, they think, oh, this is pretty much a write-off. But what have you seen in your community that people have done to step through that fear and how have they done it to come out on the other end? I think fear, it, it's a really uh, a big problem. 
it's one of the biggest barriers that women face. It, it stands between brilliant women becoming successful and never following their dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that the voice of the inner critic in your mind telling you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not qualified enough. Who's going to want to listen to you? Who would ever buy something for you from you? And it's a really common problem. But a lot of women don't even realize that that's not their true voice. They think that this voice of the inner critic is actually the truth and it's telling them the truth about things that they can't do or they shouldn't be doing when actually it's not. That is the voice of fear and it's fear that's trying to keep you safe by keeping you small. And so an example of that um, is recently I did a TED talk and a TED talk for me is a goal that I've had for many years, for at least four or five years, I've been saying, I'm going to do a TED talk one day. It's what I want to do. I'm quite good at public speaking. I think I can do a good job of this. And it was so interesting because my inner critic just flared right up and it was like, who do you think you are? You're not Renee Brown. You don't have a PhD. Why are you giving a TED talk? No one's going to watch it. You're going to forget all your words on the night. And it was just, it was so interesting to see, even though I've done so much work around overcoming fear and quietening my inner voice of my inner critic and helping thousands of other women to quieten their voice, it still came up for me. And I know that it's coming up for lots and lots of other women as well. And I think if we can get that message out that Yes, fear's there, it's always going to be there, but you don't have to believe it and you don't have to let it run the show that we can see big changes for women. And I think, as you were saying, you know, 2020, it's been a big year, a hard year for business, probably the hardest year that we've ever had to face. And I think 2021 is gonna be hard as well. And to get through these times, we're going to need to step up. We're gonna to need to be confident in ourselves and we're going to need to let go of that fear because otherwise it will be holding us back from achieving these things. You know, my fear when I was preparing for that TED talk was so bad. I went to the first speaker training night and the lady who was running the speaker training said, okay, everyone, I want you now to get up in front of the room and do a three minute version of your TED talk. And I just froze. I literally froze. I couldn't do it. And I said, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to do that tonight. I'm not ready. I haven't finished writing my draft. And I didn't do it. Everyone else did it. But my fear stood in the way between me being able to do that. There was only five people in the room. Like it was a three minute talk to five people. It's crazy. I should have been able to do it, but my fear got in the way. And I think if we can get past that fear, we can do big things. What do you think made you then decide I'm going to do it anyway? Because you could have gone, I'm, I'm not doing it at all now. I'm here, but I'm just going to leave it. I couldn't do the three-minute version. Now I can't do my 15, 20-minute version. What made you step through that fear? How did, what is there some practices that you can explain to people? If you mm -hmm. are in that moment right now, I'm too scared to do what I'm supposed to do. There was, yeah, it, and it was quite a journey. So that was like right at the beginning of the, of the TED preparation. I hadn't finished writing my speech. And so the first thing I did was I reached out to a close friend who'd been helping me with, with getting my topic together and, being, and preparing for my TED talk. So first thing is ask for help. So if you're feeling fear, you're feeling overwhelmed, you need to know that you never have to do it on your own. 
there's this idea that we have to do it by ourselves. And, you know, it's taught in schools. We're taught to be, you know, strive for achievement, to compete, to get the top mark in the class, to not copy anyone's work. And this whole idea of you have to do it yourself when you don't. So that's my very first tip is ask for help and talk to somebody you can trust. Say, I'm feeling really scared about this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And my friend was so beautiful. She was like, you've got this, you can do this. Remember that time that you did this another time. And she really helped me realize that, oh, actually I can do this. And then she helped me with writing the speech. She said, send through what you've already written. And so I sent that to her and she was like, that looks really great. I'm gonna help you make it even better and get your story out. And so that was, that was really a big part of the journey for me was asking for help and receiving help. And I think sometimes we find it hard to ask for help and to receive help. So that was one thing. Uh, the second thing was setting the intention for magnificence. I was like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do really well and everyone's gonna feel proud of me and I'm gonna bring them all along on the journey. Uh, my TED talk was actually talking about my beautiful community and how incredible they are and how we all lift each other up. And so I wanted to do really well and I, I did a number of things which helped me be more confident. So I set the intention for confidence and then I play, I created a playlist. I really believe in the power of music. And so I had a playlist and the playlist was called Wonder Woman. And I played the Wonder Woman theme, the original one from the seventies. It's a really cheesy corny, but it feels so good. And it's all about you, you know, bring the magic that you do and change the world. And it's super cheesy, but I loved it. And it really like pumped me up and got me feeling confident and good. And I had all kinds of songs like that, you know, the best, this is the best day of your life. And, I'm on top of the world and I'd play that music and dance around. Um, so that really helped me get over fear. And then the other thing that I, somebody said it to me and I can't remember who it was now, but they said, if you feel gratitude, then you can't feel fear. And so I was really inspired by that. And I, I changed it a bit for myself. I was like, if you feel love, then that's more powerful than fear. And so on the night when I was preparing for my TED talk, a friend of mine had sent me a really beautiful meditation. And I did that because that helped me ground. And I also, someone, one of the girls in our community had, one of our winners had sent this pack uh, as a thank you. And part of that was a beautiful um, rose, rose water spray. And so I sprayed that all over my arms and legs just before I went on stage. And it was like I was taking the love and my community with me. And on the rosewater bottle, it was, it's about opening your heart chakra, which is all about the love. And yeah, so that was the other thing. I think letting go of the fear and bringing in a different emotion, whether that's gratitude or love or something else. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I recently listened to a podcast and I put the link in the show notes. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were speaking about, it, it was someone in, in a science lab who actually analyzes the brain and the waves and vibration and how everything works together and how um, the body reacts to it. Um, and he was saying that the way we're breathing can really bring us down as well. And he was talking about the specific way of breathing that can lower 
your cortisol level, it can low, which is stress, obviously, it can lower your heart rate. And it's a very simple thing, which I just want to share with everyone now listening or watching, which is really what, what I found really great is to breathe in and then take another breath. You know, when you have one big breath, that's not the way. It is literally breathing in and then breathing more, like literally filling as much as you can in your body with that air and then breathing out through your mouth. And you do that three times and it literally works. I've tried it out because I mean, the girls that are listening now, a lot of people have anxiety in certain moments in their lives, whether it's like you in front of people talking for TEDx. That's amazing. That is such a great achievement, by the way. Congratulations. I still, I would love to watch it. Um, if you want to give me the link, we'll post it in the show notes as well. Uh, are people maybe in our community um, looking at this client and not knowing what to do with their lashes. It sounds so obscene, but it's it's just lashes. But people have fears about anything or flying. Um, I don't like to be in a traffic jam in my car. And, you know, anxiety or fear can step in at any time in our lives. And this breathing really, really helped me in that moment. So that's just a little little tip for me. But yeah, I love, I love that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your community. What is one thing that your membership program, maybe the business uh, women's workshop that you do, or even the Facebook group, what is one thing that um, you did basically for a client that you didn't expect at all because they got the best results out of it? Maybe they collaborated with someone um, and you really helped them grow, grow their business. Do you want to share oh. your story? There's so many examples of magic that's come out of our community. It really is an incredible space. Uh, we have our Facebook group and the Women's Business School and the collaborations that have come out of it, the partnerships, the opportunities that have come out of it. You know, it can be as simple as someone can go in there and post, I'm looking for um, someone who can connect me to David Jones. I want to get my product in there. And then a few weeks later, they're like, guess what? I'm in David Jones now. Like it really does happen. It just opens the door to experiences and opportunities. You know, I want to export internationally. What do I do? And I'll say, well, you should talk to this person and or else someone in the group will recommend someone. And next thing you know, that's happening. Uh, what's another example? Um, business partners. So someone put a post up about they, was, they were doing an eco business and then I tagged my friend who loves eco as well. And next thing I know, they're now in partnership and they're building this incredible eco program together. So yeah, it is, it's amazing. And I love seeing that happen. And often they're collaborating and doing things together. And I don't hear about it until like years later. I'm like, wow. And they're like, yeah, we met through Osmopreneur. And it's just that is what lights me up that that's amazing that magic that happens that we've katie and i have created this community and we've deliberately created it as a really safe and supportive space you won't find people you know making um nasty remarks or swearing at each other or any of that that you sometimes might see online it's all about encouraging each other and lifting each other up and i think because we've created that space, it's then attracted more of those kind of people who are generous and genuinely want to help each other. And so, yeah, they, they do. They really support each other and give each other opportunities. So, yeah, 
I love our community so much. Yeah, I actually have to utilize it more. You know how business owners just kind of stay for themselves. They just do their everyday work and you don't realize how much opportunity is actually out there and why don't we utilize it? Is it because we are too proud? Is it because of fear? Is it because of maybe thinking that we look silly if we ask for help? Why do you think there is still that kind of feeling of I have to do it all on my own? Yeah, well, one thing we're super busy, especially as mums running businesses. So uh, the work that we've got to do in our business takes priority. But yeah, as you said, there's there's this emotional distance. And uh, I was saying before that at school we're taught that, but it starts even earlier than that. You look at Disney films and so many of the characters, they're more likely to have an animal as a friend than another girl. And the other women, the other female characters in the in the show are more likely to be evil stepsisters or the wicked stepmother and so the message is very much that you can't trust other women uh, which isn't the case at all and there's this stereotype that you know women when they're together they're catty and they bring each other down and all of this kind of negativity which just isn't the case at all in the community that we've created you know it's a really beautiful and supportive and the women are all there to help each other we're all on a shared mission to succeed in business and cheer each other on um, but yeah and so that and I the other thing that's holding women back from asking for help is that voice of the inner critic saying you're so stupid you should be able to do it on your own who's no one's going to help you um, you know all those kind of messages are coming through and I know that that's holding women back from reaching out for help and that needs to change because there's so many people who can help you all around you. You're completely surrounded by people who want to help you, who want to see you do well. And I think if we open ourselves up to that and allow ourselves to receive help, that's what's going to take us further and really help us to grow our businesses and reach all these goals that we have for ourselves in our life. Yeah, I love that. What is your very, very first ever collaboration? that you personally did and how did it help you with your business? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, we, our whole business has been built on collaboration. So it's really hard to think of the first one that we did. I guess our first real collaboration was the first time we ran the Osmopreneur Awards and Conference because we always have a whole host of speakers who join us for that. And I remember in our first year, we reached out well, actually, we were approached by Susan Pierce and Martina Sheehan from Mind Gardener, and they approached us and said that they wanted to be sponsors for the event and come and speak at the event. And we were just blown away because these women are incredible. Susan and Martina are now their best-selling Hay House authors, and they speak at conferences and events around the world, and they're, they're very successful and incredible women. And... We just love having them as part of our community. And even to this day, we're still working with them. That relationship and that friendship has continued across all of that time. It's more than 10 years now. And Susan hosted our first retreat. Uh, she's written the foreword for our brand new book that we're working on at the moment. And she was a speaker at our conference this year and last year. And she's inspired so many of the women in our community. And so I just love looking back at collaborations like that, where we really have grown together, where both of our businesses have evolved and changed over time, but we've been supporting each other every step of the way through the process. And so, 
yeah, I, I just love the collaborations that we have within our community. Yeah, that's amazing. If you were to start the Osmanpreneur Awards and your Women's Business School, uh, instead of 10 years ago or 11 years ago um, today, what would you do differently? Because maybe of the way that we have social media these days, because in the beginning you said, you know, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, there was a little bit of Twitter, but that's about it. How would you go about it differently today? Mm, that's a cool question because we're actually looking at launching a brand new brand for 2021 Ooh. and looking at going global. So to do that, we would be definitely utilising social media. I mean, social media has been a game changer for us. And I think without the social media, we wouldn't have had the opportunities that we've had. So I would be using social media. I would also be relying on the connections that we've created um, and we are connected to women globally all around the world. I'm the Australian ambassador for women in tech. And so through that organization, I'm connected with women in the US, in the UK, in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, in South America. So I would be, I will be <laughs> talking to all of those women about our plans and our vision and how we can help them as well. Not just about how they can help us, but what we can do together to create more of uh, 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 larger platform and leverage each other's businesses and work together. Yeah. So yeah, that would be what I would be doing. I'd be using social media and connecting with people everywhere. And the women in our community, they're all really well connected as well um, and have international connections too. So yeah, it'd all be, all be about teamwork and working together. That is very exciting. I can't yeah. wait <laughs> to see 2021. Um, it will probably be better for any for everyone than 2022 uh, 2020 sorry <laughs> now if you were to talk to someone who is a very small business owner or maybe someone who hasn't even started a business yet um, and they want to grow via social media what are some tips that you can give them now that you know how social media works i think the most important thing for social media is being authentic i mean your superpower we've got all of these big brands and they can't they because they're not just run by one person but when you're one person running your business you've got that advantage over big companies you yeah. can show up and people will resonate with you and your story and your voice and your message and and your why like what was it that inspired you to start your business talk about that and really tell people who you are and what you do and I think that's the most powerful way to connect with people. And I know that that's, that's what I look for. I look for the person behind the brand now. And when I'm choosing products to buy, I'm looking at their story and what they're doing. Are they giving back? Is it sustainable? How is it produced? I want to know those kinds of things. And that's something that you can use social media to tell those kind of stories and reinforce your message and your values. And I think that's how you can stand out even as a brand new business compared to those massive businesses that have been around forever. And that's your advantage. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I love that. Um, what makes you feel inspired and be your best self? I am so inspired by the, the women around me who are doing big things. So I love cheering people on, seeing them win and seeing them do bigger things because it inspires me to think, well, wow, if they've done that, I can too. 
And so I find a lot of inspiration from that, from seeing my friends around me and the women in my community just stepping up and, and going big and overcoming those fears that they face too. That's what, yeah, I find that super inspiring. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. This is why I love the community that we've built with the Lash Tribe, you know, having hundreds of thousands of Lash artists connected all over the world. And you can just get so much inspiration from everyone and also strength now from other stories as well. Yeah, I totally agree. If you could talk to your 18-year-old self, you could track back in time and meet with you, have a coffee or a wine, <laughs> whatever you fancy, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my gosh. If I could go back in time, uh, I would tell her, like, don't worry. It's all going to work out so well. Uh, you're going to find, you're going to meet the man of your dreams. You're going to have the beautiful home and have the family that you've always been dreaming of. You're going to have incredible adventures and travel the world and, and do all of those amazing things. So just keep following the steps. Just keep trusting your instincts and listening to your intuition and you'll get there. You don't even have to force it. It's not going to be hard. You've just got to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Who are the three people that you most looked up to throughout your life and that really helped you in your own journey? Mm. Um, the first would be Dr. Tara Trent. She is an incredible woman. I heard her speak at an event in the US in 2017 and I was blown away. She was just amazing. Her story is very incredible and inspiring. Um, for people who haven't heard of Dr. Tara Trent, she is from Zimbabwe in Africa and she had a very challenging life growing up. Um, she didn't have access to education. She was married young. She had four children by the, by the time she was 18, but she had a dream and her dream was to get an education, to go to the United States and go to university and to get a PhD. And despite all of the odds, she, you know, she had an abusive marriage. She didn't have the money. She hadn't finished, she hadn't finished high school. She had to do all of these things. And despite everything, she did that. And she went on to get it. She now has her PhD. And part of her dream was also to give back to her community. And she's really passionate about the opportunities for generational change through education. And so today she's built 11 schools and educated over 38,000 African children and, you know, changed the lives of 38,000 children. So she's definitely one person I always look up, up to. And whenever I think, oh, this is too hard, it's impossible, I'm never going to do this, I go, wait a minute, Tara, I did all of that. And she had so many more challenges that she had to overcome if it's possible for her to do that then yeah, it's possible for you to do this. You just have to keep going. So she's definitely my number one biggest inspiration. Incredible, incredible woman. Um, and then I'm inspired by, you know, all kinds of people around me. My son, I, I'm super inspired by him. My eldest son, Alexander, he dreamt of being a professional dancer with the Australian Ballet Company. At, and at nine years old, he was saying, that's what I want to do when I grow up. And so, 
He's now 20 and he works for the Australian Ballet. He's a dance educator with the Australian Ballet Company. And it's taken years of dedication and hard work and determination and, you know, eating healthy and exercising and all of the training, like hours and years of training. That's tough. Yeah. And he's achieved that goal. And so I find, I find him inspiring and that just that, you know, that single-minded determination that this is my goal, this is my dream, I'm just going to go for it. So, yeah, he's the second one. And then can I just say, like, everyone in my community, I just find the whole community incredible. And so um, it would be wrong to single out any single one because I find so much inspiration from all of them and, and the things that they're doing and achieving. And sometimes they're achieving small things which are, are a big part of the the final process of the journey but just getting there to that first bit is it's a breakthrough and it's exciting and that's inspiring to me yeah that's amazing i have two more questions if you have the time Uh, if in 150 years or 200 whatever you want to make it science fails us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about peace oh that is such a good question (laughs) okay the title just came to me it's you have everything you need you just have to believe and so this is a book all about the power and the magic of believing in yourself and and doing everything and being able to do everything because you have that self-belief that's amazing. Best answer yet <laughs> in any podcast. I mean, there's no wrong or right answer, but it's the most inspirational for sure. Now, the last question that I ask every single guest on the podcast is if you could step into my shoes and you were interviewing yourself, what is one question that you would ask yourself and why? That's a cool question. Okay. What would I ask myself? Something I'm really passionate about is investing in women. And I believe that investing in women is the number one way to change the world. So my question probably would be, what's next for you? And my answer would probably be, I want to be an investor. I want to invest in women to have their dreams and ideas shared with the world. Currently, women receive 2.7% of venture capital funding. That means that the other 97% of venture capital funding goes to men. So men, even though they might have a very mediocre and like not very good idea, they are 97% more likely to get funding anyhow, even over a woman who has a brilliant idea, simply because of their gender. So future me is going to invest in women and female founders. And I've already started at a small scale, but I want to do this on a much bigger scale. And so my vision is to become incredibly successful and make more money so that I can give back and invest that money in bringing women's ideas and perspectives into the world because it's it's too important. Women have the power to change the world, but we need to help them get the platform and, and give them a voice. So that's what I want to do. That is amazing. I love that so, so, so much. You're such an inspiration. And I can't wait to see where 2021 is taking you globally. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to jump onto the Lash Tribe show. (laughs) And if people would like to get in contact with you, maybe they would like to have a look at your community. Where can they find you? 
We're on Facebook and Instagram as the Women's Business School and as Ozmopreneur. We also have a Facebook group called the Women's Business Collective. It's free to join and we would love to see you all in there. You can also find me at LinkedIn as Peace Mitchell. That's a great, such a great community. Definitely, guys, join it. There's lots of other beauty salons and owners in there, but I love that it's such a um, diverse community. So you can really make great connections in there as well. Thank you, Peace. And thank you, so much. Thank you for joining the Last Tribe Show. And I see you all in the next episode.